Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Logan? Are you a game person? You game? like games? Not as much as you do. Yeah, I really like games. So I... Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, for our, I'm just going to bring this back for our Friendsgiving. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> for our Friendsgiving, I created a game. You, was, whoa, you yeah. created a game. Yeah, it was oh. quite fun. Okay. It was like Jeopardy. So it had like the boxes like Jeopardy. But then when you clicked it, it went through and you did like different games inside of it. So you did Pictionary, Price is Right, just trivia questions. It was, it was quite fun. So you had a lot of your wife's, PA friends mm-hmm. over who yeah. have never met you. Correct. I was like, go you, big or go home. What do you think the dialogue is the next day? Yeah. They're like, I'm at my wits end. That dude has issues, probably. Do you think so? Or do you think they were like, <laughs> no, they loved that it. That was awesome. They were like, that was so cool. That was so much fun. That was yeah. the best, like, yeah, party mm. game that we've played. It was a lot of fun. I have, here's my challenge, mm. okay? I've not done that, but. When I do something like that, my expectations are so high, yeah. and and most of the time I can pull it off, uh-huh. never to be replicated again. Oh yeah, it's like, like one and done. Yeah. I remember one time I got my wife something for Christmas, and I thought I'm going to create a scavenger hunt around the house. Mm-hmm. And I created all these clues, and and the kids got into it, and it was awesome. And so they were like, all they wanted to do the next year was get their mother something for a scavenger hunt. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so much like, work. Guys, <laughs> this is too much work. So we like go to the pantry, open the door. <laughs> Like, surprise, my kids were so disappointed. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. That's all yeah. I had. Like, no, I, I didn't have that's it. That's basically how this game was going to go. I was like, I'll do this, and then I'll do it for Christmas for our families. But after that, I was like, yeah, that was a lot of Never work. Never again. That was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun, <laughs> but it was a lot of work. That's unbelievable. Well, that's great. Um, okay. Because you're mean, like a, you're like a showman kind of person. You like, oh, yeah, like yeah. charades and that yeah, kind of Yeah, we did a, we do, well, it's, now it's going to be an, an annual thing. We do a uh, New Year's Eve party. Okay. So it was an our use our parties always start like this. Like it's like 24 hours before like what is everybody doing? Oh, we're not doing anything. Well, come over to our house and then it's like scramble to turn it into an actual party, which is what happened this past New Year's Eve. <laughs> There's no such thing as the committee to plan parties. There is now. We just started it. And next thing you know, we have 40 people at our house for New Year's Eve and what was cool was all the teenagers in the basement. Oh, yeah. So that was nice because then we know where all they, where they are. They actually had a great time, you know, et cetera. Right. And if you're interested in the Way More Fun Party, all the info can be found here on our more brightly colored flyer. I'm like, we're going to play charades or pick Pictionary where you draw. Pictionary, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm like, we're going to play Pictionary and we're going to create the the things to draw yeah, so they're gonna be a little risque <laughs> you know we're gonna it's adult pictionary haha uh, <laughs> nothing too crazy uh-huh. it's a skateboard it's yep. a skateboard skateboard great of course it is you know a lot of different you know people in the crowd but you know just not your average pictionary okay in the beginning 
We had some guys, guys, always the guys, right? They're like, mm, this is, oh, let's play Pictionary. Okay, Quentin. They know me. They're like, you know. They're going to make like, it ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. like tailgating. When it's time to tailgate, I'm like, sure, I'm bringing the Blackstone. They're like, what? Like, the, wait, we're just going tailgating. I'm like, yes, and we're cooking steaks. <laughs> so they're like, I could hear the grumbles, like, oh, the grumbles. And then, like, if I didn't video, I wish I would have videoed because it was like, what were you thinking? What? That was so easy. Of course that was Moby Dick. And, like, the guy had, like, three squiggles, and they're like, no, that was – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it yeah. got. It was unbelievable. Anyways, what else? That's all I got. Let's go to <laughs> our question. Got. Okay, we got uh, KJ from Chicago. What do you got? D-I-Y. Hello, DIY Money. This is KJ, and greetings from Chicago. My question is about the next step in my wealth building journey. I think I'm doing all the conventional things, maxing out my 401k to the federal limit. I own a home and have two investment properties. The second I just acquired this summer. I have about 50,000 in cash I'm seeking to deploy. Beyond capital markets, stocks and bonds and owning real estate, I know there's a whole world of atypical slash non-traditional investments like investing in art, being a producer in a play, being a shareholder in a privately held company, but I don't know how to access that world. Two questions. What are good resources to know how to evaluate an opportunity if it comes my way? And similar to a CPA being your trusted tax advisor and a broker being your stock advisor, who is the professional or professionals I want to seek out to be my sponsors to the world of alternative investments? Wow. Mm-hmm. This is deep. Yeah, this, this is deep. Okay, KJ, uh, I'm in this world not by uh, determination. I don't know what the right word is that I'm trying to use. I didn't like wake up one day and go, I want to be in the alternative yeah. investment world. I met people, networked, uh, met people who were extremely proficient in areas I'm not, and I chose over time to invest alongside of them. That is my suggestion to you. Mm-hmm. Be very careful of responding to open-ended solicitations for investments. I see these all the time on my social media platforms. Uh, I see these all the time in emails. I see these all the time from other outside advisors trying to get my business that don't realize I'm in the business. (laughs) Uh, But what I've learned with outside investments, for example, the, the let's call it, let's just say real estate, for instance, private real estate is when there's a good deal or an opportunity, the entrepreneurs leading these endeavors, they're not open ended soliciting outside investors who they don't know they're just not doing that they probably have a network already established they probably know those investors and feel comfortable with those investors and they probably fill up very quickly i know anything that i participate in is exactly in that manner in fact you almost have to sort of be invited to do that to participate alongside of them You almost have to be referred and sort of, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like an exclusive club. But it's only because 
the people leading this, they don't want just random people to show up and be like, yeah, here's some money. You know, I wish you the best. And then six months later, they're beating their door down going, where's my return? Where's my money? That kind of thing. So I think the best course of action is for you to be networking, getting around other people doing this, learning about their industry, what they're doing. And maybe, just maybe, you'll run into some people and over a period of time feel comfortable with their track record, their experience, etc. And maybe they'll let you into a deal, is my, uh, my opinion. Now, the final thing I'll say before I kick it over to Logan is over the years, I've come up with a filter for outside investing. I've shared it before, but I'll share it again. Uh, a series of questions I always ask myself uh, if any one of them are uh, an answer that I that is that I don't agree with, I don't I don't do it. The first is as follows: Do they need my money, or are they allowing me in? Now this is big. Needing the capital is like your buddy who's trying to get his business off the ground. They have to have your capital, or it ain't gonna work. Well, that is extremely risky. He's not, like, done 15 real estate deals. He's allowing you to come into the 16th because you're friends. Totally different. So if they need my capital for it to succeed, no thank you. If they're allowing me in, I take a second look. Number two, will this investment take any time away from my family or my priorities that I have right now? If it will, I have no interest. What that means is I'm truly a passive investor. I tell young guys all the time as they're building their real estate portfolio, go find us a deal. You know, go find us a deal. They've done some deals. I'm like, go find an apartment complex or find something. But please know that I'm never showing up. Like, I'm not doing that. that that's, you know, and it, usually it's DOA at that moment because they don't have a team. They don't have a team in place. So again, will it take any time away uh, from my responsibilities. Do the entrepreneurs, number three, do the entrepreneurs have a successful track record uh, and experience in this endeavor? Or are they venturing into something that's new? If they're venturing in, I'm not going to be the I'm not going to be the the test case. I I do not want my capital to be the test case scenario. Yes, sometimes that can hit it big. I passed on a restaurant venture in our town once. Number one, I never will invest in restaurants, but I passed on a restaurant uh, venture in Lexington that paid their investors back. I think in six months and has had probably one of the most ridiculous ROIs that I've seen in the restaurant game. It's okay. I don't kick myself. It is what it is. Uh, but for every restaurant venture that would work, nine will kill you. So I'm glad I passed on that. But again, do they have a successful track record and experience? Uh, the other one is, can I lose the money? Like, if I put this in and I lose the money, am I going to be hurt, right? Is it, is it going to crush my returns, my overall portfolio, et cetera? What does that mean? That means I limit my investment, significantly limit it. It's a very small percentage of my overall net worth. And then finally... Do I have any other liability other than my capital I'm committing? I will not be a co-signer. I will not be involved in something that is signing a note uh, on the property or something along those lines. If the business or the opportunity checks all of those boxes, I will then consider investing. What say you, Logan? So I have, I kind of have one question for KJ, and this why. Like why why do you need to go down this road? Why do you want to pursue 
these opportunities or go into some of the deals. I think deals is kind of the word that, that people use in this space. Are you just bored with what you're doing on the investment side? I'm ready. I'm walking tall. You think you're ready to run with the bulls? I've been earning and burning, snapping necks and cashing checks. You need to have a why for entering that space. And Quinn, I'll ask you in a second why you entered that space and started doing deals and different things. But I think you really need to evaluate and figure out why am I trying to pursue this? Because people that have done very well in their middle age, in their 40s and things, they're probably at some point will be deals that come along, whether that's helping a buddy go into real estate or doing some kind of other deal, there's going to be opportunities and things that present themselves, but you have to have the understanding of why would I want to do that versus just put my money into stocks, bond, diversified allocation, and let that grow for the long term, use that money for the future. I say the same thing to people that are trying to get a rental property. Like they're trying to buy a rental property and actually manage it. Different than what Quint's talking about where he's kind of a passive investor in something. So if you're trying to buy a, re- a rental property, why? Do you want to get into that space? Do you want to grow more? Do you just want to have one rental property and that be just some additional income for you? There has to be a why behind doing some of these different things. So Quint, with this space, with going into the deal realm, what made you go down that road? So great question. I didn't think you'd go that route. I appreciate it. I say the first time I did this, well, the first time, the very first time I did this was just the appeal of it. Like I had this vision, like I was going to be, you know, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Branson, um, Richard Branson and own all these companies. And I was going to be this magnet and I invested in a manufacturing company and lost my shirt. It was, Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't lose my shirt, but I, I lost and I learned a lot of lessons there. That's what created the filter uh, that I that I spoke of. Uh, that was just the appeal of it. And when you lose uh, some money, that appeal goes away very quickly. I also, even before that, I had dabbled in uh, residential real estate myself mm-hmm. pri- prior to getting married and early on in my marriage. That was also a process of elimination. I hated that. I couldn't stand fixing toilets, dealing with tenants subcontract no not for me so it was a process of elimination the last time i committed capital to th- this last time and and kind of the the foray into this portion of my overall portfolio right now was in an environment with extremely low interest rates mm-hmm. so several years ago rates were nothing i wanted a portion of my portfolio to kind of be secure and and generate some decent yield and it just so happened that a friend of mine who had been in uh, campus properties here on on UK's campus uh, for you know twenty some years was kind of wrapping up about a hundred or so UK properties. So it was an opportunity for me to invest in campus housing, housing, get a relatively good return uh, on my on my capital with what I viewed as very little risk because of the experience. And again, all the boxes were checked, so that's why I did that. Um, I also did a hotel group. I've done some hotel properties. That was sort of, again, interest rate driven uh, when I first did it. Now, I, I, I like having a portion of my portfolio in these different kind of real estate. But please make no mistake, my overall real estate exposure, I think last I checked it, is like 15% of my, of my whole uh, overall net worth. Not including my primary residence. I do not include that because it's not generating me any income. Right. So I'm not including that as an investment. It should be, but I'm not. 
So I'm not talking about massive allocations here, but now I do it. I think going forward, we got good interest rates in the market. I like where stocks are. I like that as a hedge against longer term inflation. Now I, I'm continuing with this probably just because I like the guys mm. who are doing who I'm doing it with, you know, I, and I've got some groups and I just, I don't know. I like it. I like, I want to see them succeed. I'm not putting massive capital in. I will say my, my subsequent judging of whether it's a good investment is not just return. It's transparency, communication, specifically timely communication. That's huge for me. Right. So they've got to have a system that they are transparent. They're dialoguing about what their businesses are doing or the real estate, et cetera. So anyways, I mean, now I just like it. It's But again, it's it's never going to – it's illiquid. It's not right. going to take up a massive And I massive think that's portion. one of the big things you have to understand Yeah, is if you're putting money into some kind of deal or real estate program or something like that, you may not be able to get your money easily. So you have to evaluate those different facets of what an investment is. I mean, that's that's how we evaluate any investment. So if you're going to buy money into a, a traditional IRA, you're likely not going to take that money out until you're in retirement age. So is it the right thing to put that money into a traditional IRA right now? Is it the right thing to put it in a deal if you're going to get a stream of income, but you're probably not going to get your principal back for 20 years or something. So it's just evaluating the different facets and aspects of any of these deals. And then going through the process like you did of refining, figuring out what investments work best for you, for your family, and for your overall portfolio to make sure not one aspect is overarching, controlling the future of your portfolio. Exactly. KJ, we wish you the best of luck. I think, again, networking, building out your team, just being slow and methodical. I mean, it's just so very important. Be slow and methodical in what you're trying to do. Um, and in proportion, I think, to your overall allocation strategy is critical. You do not want to become very quickly, let's say, real estate rich and cash poor or something along those lines. So be very careful when you venture into this and anybody out there venturing into this world as well. All right, all he did was sent us an audio file question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. We'll now send him a $25 Amazon gift card. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on the lesson you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.